Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favorite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello then, welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove and today joined by Chris Squaff, John Gibson and a very special guest in Supermac. Um, the big news of the day is that a, a price is close to being agreed for Newcastle United. Amanda Stavely might actually have been talking. Um, obviously we're just a few hours ahead of kickoff, but it'll be great news Supermac for the fans to hear that and hopefully create a nice atmosphere for tonight's game. Yeah, not just for the fans either I think, because there's nothing worse than to be in a, in a dressing room um, and there be that tension that develops and is created um, when when the f- the future's not secure. It's not it's not assured, um, and and I, and I think that uh, people want to know, and that includes players. It certainly will include the manager and his coaches. Just which direction Newcastle United are to go in in the next few months. Definitely. And Chris, how will Benitez be trying to keep a lid on that atmosphere, that, that speculation that will obviously be going around, around the dressing room? Well, I mean, it's interesting what Supermax says there because Benitez has tried to say over the last few weeks that it hasn't affected the players, it hasn't affected the team, as he will do. He's got to say it, doesn't he? He's got to say it, but it does. undoubtedly so. does, yes. It, 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 just mm. the, the uncertainty over the situation in general, the uncertainty over January, everything surrounding the football club, every single result has been almost, it, it's either making the price lower for the football club if they lose every time that, that, that mm. it actually has to go. All this situation has been created by, by what's going on. The fact there's a positive development Benitez will be, will be pleased with because it means that the focus hopefully will be back to the football tonight. Newcastle have six very important games between now and January the 1st before that can affect anything in the transfer market and his message will be the players try and ignore that go out and get a result tonight feed on this positivity then our understanding is he's got a transfer meeting tomorrow with Lee Charney where hopefully there's going to be some movement on who mm. they can sign in, right. in January good yeah and that, but I was just thinking as you were speaking that it, it's uh, um, uh, players have wives at home and they're saying, well, do we go house hunting? You know, are we going to be here? Or, mm. or, or are we looking to move on again? Or you know, and, and a lot of people will be in that kind of situation. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, doesn't, uh, um, it doesn't give that sort of 
calm and confident air about the place for players to go out and play in a positive way. And I, I think they've looked jumpy, nervy um, for the past few weeks, I really do. I think one of the most important things as well is what happens in January. Because, yeah. uh, yes, this is all positive, it's good, we're delighted about it. As we say, it may not actually happen till the end of January, but in the February, the hope is that there's going to be a deal in the meantime, um, in January, so that there can be an investment. That is the most crucial thing, because no mm. doubt about mm. it, whether the players get confidence or not, what, whatever happens, there basically isn't enough skill in that dressing room to keep Newcastle United up without help in January. It doesn't matter how much confidence they get or whatever, they, they need to top up their Premier League capabilities. And that's got to be done in January. And, and uh, there's not an awful lot that you can buy for 30 mil. N not at the right end of the Premier League, not at the top end of the Premier League, which is the sort of players you want. You don't want us signing the army. You don't want us signing Jocelyn. We've got to sign better players than that, mm. and better players than that cost money. And only better players than that will keep this club up. And that's got to be done in January, whether it's through Amanda, Green, it, something with Ashley, or whatever. Um, I think Ashley will want to get out. If he doesn't, he'll have a third relegation on his hands in ten yes. years. So. Uh, you know, I don't think he would want that to happen. But the, you've got to give, you've got to give the manager a chance to buy good quality players, not mix and match players, not patchwork players, not the armies and Joshua's and Lejeunes, mm. but proper Premier League players to keep this club in. Because other sides are beginning to make the move, aren't they? Everything's done well since the appointment of a new manager. Uh, you, you've had um, West Ham win unexpectedly. You had a, a Crystal Palace won expect unexpectedly last night. Other sides are making the move in the right direction and Newcastle's got to keep a grip of that. They've got to survive this season and January will decide whether they sure, survive and they or don't. And they can't afford to fall behind. No, because no, it's no. almost halfway through the season. Mm. And 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 you start to fall behind, and and there's no way back. Sure. And also no the January back. thing. I mean, the, the, there was a whole point in the summer that Benitez had the meeting with Omega Ashley in May, and at that point was ready to move for players. He thought they could get players early and yep. get them in. That didn't mm -hmm. happen. The, what's so important that they get this transfer budget agreed in the next couple of days is that Benitez wants to do the same in January. He wants to play as soon as possible, and he doesn't oh. want to miss out on targets who could go elsewhere. Mm. I, See, mean, I, I don't think it. it um, if he was going to be constrained, or knew that he was going to be constrained to a tight budget, he wouldn't have signed Atsu in the f first place for five million. I think he would have let him go and say, well, I better keep that five million, I need to get better. Well, certainly you would take, say, his five million and the ten million and, from and Murphy right. and try that's to buy right. a twenty million, twenty-five million Absolutely. pound centre forward, which yeah. they're crying out for. Yeah. But he believed but he, that he, he was going to get... one or two squad players sure, in, sure. and he finds that he's having to play them in the team on mm. a regular basis, and, and it's not good enough. Just been joined there by Newcastle United and Mark Douglas. Um, January is an interesting prospect because how do you think Mike Ashley will spend if indeed this deal, support deal between him and Staley, where he spends money and he's given it back, the deal does go through? How do you think he'll. Do? Well, I mean, it's, it's happened in other takeovers. I know for a fact, I think it was, I think it might have been Leeds United where um, money was advanced 
to, I think, to the existing owners by the people who came in. I think it was Leeds United. I'm pretty sure it was a club in the Championship mm. anyway. So that, that's happened before. Manchester City, um, before the deal was done, um, the owners there actually put money in. It was about three months or mm. a couple of months, six weeks, I think, before the deal was done. Um, so I think at this stage, from my understanding, it's Mike Ashley will be giving some money. I don't think... You know, I know a lot of people getting very excited about having 100 million or whatever in, in January. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it would be a, a decent budget. From from what I'm hearing, it would be kind of equivalent to what they had in the summer, maybe a little bit more. But Rafa believes he needs less players, so it would be sort of four or five maybe. Um, so I think that I think that will happen. I think that there's, there's no doubt about that. But I think let's not underestimate if this takeover happens. Newcastle United are going to look very, very different in four or five years' time. This is a huge. This is going to be a, an absolutely huge moment for the football club. Um, Amanda Stavely, as, as far as I understand it, Mike Ashley um, understood. I think in the summer that he'd taken football, uh, this football club, as far as he could. He, he saw the prices that were being put, and, and at that point, he was resolved to sell. The problem has always been that he didn't feel he was making enough money from it. Um, so this deal is best for all parties, I think. But what, I, what I'm really excited about is I, I'm hearing that um, the, the owners, whoever comes in, it's a, it's a project. It's not just about January. January is massively important. Newcastle have to, have to stay up this season, there's no doubt about it. It would be typical Newcastle United for 125 years, get taken over and then get relegated. Wouldn't that be typical Newcastle? Mm-hmm. They've got to stay up. Then we get to the more exciting stuff, infrastructure, the academy, the training ground, the manager getting the manager getting a full hand. I know there's been a lot of talk about what the manager's done wrong, but look, he's he's got one hand behind his back at the moment. It'll be freeing him up, and look, he would get judged on on, on you know a bigger budget and, and all that, but it would be freeing him up in the transfer market, but it would be the club would change that the entire way that the club has been run in the last nine years has been on an austerity basis. They have done the very bare minimum in terms of what they're doing. There's a lot of good people who've tried to tried to get Newcastle United back to where they should be in the last 18 months, 19 months under Rafa. They've used that as an open door to, to try and engage with the city again. But it had its limits because we all know they need to spend money, they need to do things, they need to, to tart up the stadium, it needs to look better, they need facilities need to be better, the, the training ground needs to be improved. Now, what I'm hearing is that whoever comes in the money will be made available to do those kind of things. That's why Amanda Staley's driving a hard bargain because she mm-hmm. knows money is going to have to be spent on this football. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of money. I agree. But it could, again, I, my, what I, I'm really excited about if this happens, and I'm pretty sure it will now because we've entered a, a good faith stage, is that Newcastle United would once again be a credible Premier League club, mm-hmm. potentially top half of the season, top of the table. They would never be that under Mike Ashley. They could even be you know, edging higher and higher than that and, and, and it's it's exciting time, it's a time of possibility and people are very excited right. and they've got every reason to be. But what I hope is that the players that they look to sign in January see it in the way that you're seeing it because uh, um, they might just look at the league table and, and if the results don't go um, as we would hope between now and, and the January window opening, um, that Newcastle could be in the bottom three, and the and the good players that they want just won't come. Yeah. No matter how much money is being thrown at them, they won't come because they don't want to take the risk of was, being involved in relegation. The one thing is, the last time they were in relegation battle, they managed to sign Andros Townsend and Shelby. I suspect that players looking at Newcastle United, Newcastle will probably pay quite well now. I would think they will probably. You know, I think the budgetary constraints that have will, really stopped Newcastle. It will be altering 
Yes. I mean, you, you, you get the wage, you get the, the the problem that Newcastle had in the summer was not just the fact that they weren't spending the money; it was the fact that the wages they were offering mm, would be were blown poor. out of the the, the, yes. the water elsewhere. I mean, I, I quite agree, Mark. Even with by it. sorry, even by the 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 Watfords of this world, Absolutely. the Burnleys of this world, Bournemouth, yes. Mm. I mean, it is. It's exciting long term. There's absolutely no question about that. Uh, the only thing we want to do is walk before you run and make certain in January that we stay up because of what we do in January. Then all the hi, it's Finn Dwyer from the Irish History Podcast, and this is a staycast from Acast. Please, please, please follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. While you're staying at home, I would recommend another great show that's worth checking out. It's Unexplained by Richard McLean Smith. It's a beautifully produced and gripping show that looks at unusual and sometimes unnerving occurrences from the past and present. It's perfect escapism. Check out Unexplained on the Acast app or wherever you get podcasts. These projects will fall into place and will really be next. But the last thing new owners want is to let the opportunity go in January and mm. then face relegation and have yeah. to come again yes. with an immediate promotion for the third time. Because it would def- it would be damaging to go down again because... Without because a shadow though. We all know, look, look at this season, I mean, obviously some of them have gone down, but Wolves have changed the game by putting a lot of money into it. You know? Totally. And Wolves will come up next season probably and spend, and spend as well. So this is the reason why, you know, like you said, they have to be in the Premier League, yeah. they have to be getting the money. Yeah. And, um, you know, as long as they can do that, Mark, then the future looks mm. terrific. But that depends on January. January depends on whether we stay open or yeah. what happens then. I was just going to say, I was just, I agree with all the positivity here, but I also just want to sound a cautionary tale. That, that, that I'm hearing the positive sounds, Mark is as well. But until anything's done, and until we get the chance to scrutinise exactly what's going to happen, all this positivity goes. Well, I don't want to be the bearer of uh, the, the one who's trying to pour scorn on all this because I'm seeing it as a. Well, we've had enough of that. We've had enough <laughs> of that as Geordies. We don't want to hear that. And, and, and I know it's Christmas. I know everyone wants to get excited, but I just I agree with Gilmore. Short term, first of all, I've just got to make sure they survive. Absolutely. And then, second of all, all of once, if and when the takeover happens, then any ambitions of Amanda Stavely and PCB partners can be looked at going forward and hopefully they are as positive as Mark and, and I are here and, and it, it does happen like that but for now I think it's just get to January make sure you get the players in then get the deal done well that was going to be my next point because everyone's getting ready to crack open the bubble you are the, the dozen brown ales that are probably already on tonight with this news about someone coming in that we barely know anything about we know her name we know how she's made her business but we don't know what her plans are for the club we don't know how she will run a football club. I mean, that just proves how bad supermarkets has been over the last 10 years. Mm. I, <clears throat> I think we can look at um, her previous uh, um, entry into football and, and think, well, she didn't do so bad with the Man City deal. Um, and and I, can't, I can't see it being any, any real difference to when she um, does it at Newcastle. Um, and I, I can see hugely positive things happening. Um, but as Mark said, it'll be four to five years in, in the growing of, of the situation because I don't, I don't think we're fully aware of just how, how low it's become within Newcastle, within the, within the structure. There, there is one point I would like to make. You see, <coughs> Mike Ashley... Uh, what he what he's used Newcastle United, you know, he, don't believe this 
about uh, Newcastle United not being profitable or, or whatever for, for Sports Direct. When Mike Ashley took Newcastle United over, Sports Direct was a national company. On the back of Newcastle United, he has gone all around the world with Sports Direct and made it an, an international company. His value has risen, um, his worth has risen from three quarters of a billion to in excess of three billion. It's been on the back of Newcastle United. He and Sports Direct have ridden the club hard, really hard. And they've got there, Newcastle United haven't, except that they've sold shirts abroad. But it's really, it's, it's all down to Sports Direct. And, and they have been the beneficiaries of all of this over the last decade. Uh, outside of the North East Gibble, a lot of people will be saying, well, what's Mike Ashley done that's so bad? But as a Newcastle fan... Two relegations in ten years to start with and no <coughs> silverware coming in and that's so going out. That like ain't that. good. <laughs> that ain't good. And, and, and repeatedly aggravated fans, let's change the name of St James's Park, let's do that. Snubbed mm. legends like... Shearer and Kagan, etc. etc. Have we got long enough to go on to know what he's done? I think we all know what he's done, and um, it's plenty. Not only that, but barred bar the three newspapers within this building, oh, of course, of course, um, of course. And, and, and everybody was just trying to do an honest job. I mean, the, the wonderful thing we talk about Amanda and what you're going to do and not going to do. I wish on earth she'd bought the Manchester City crew. To Newcastle instead of taking them to Manchester City. I mean, yeah, Manchester yeah. City weren't even the best side in Manchester in its own city. Manchester United were. Why didn't they come here to a single club in a single city, 52,000 fans, and waken this club? What a wonderful thing that would have been if the, the, the lot that she's working with this time are half as good mm. as the lot that's gone into Manchester City. Then we're really smiling. But... The cautionary thing, as Chris has said, we've seen so many takeovers all over the country that, that, that particular fans have got thrilled to bits about and they, they've fallen right on their face, whether it's gone from Randy Lerner at, at Aston Villa to the man down the road at Sunderland to the, the uh, Thai president, um, prime minister at Man City who ended up in jail, uh, the, the guy that bought Birmingham and has ended up, yeah. Carson is, and has ended yeah. up in jail. Yeah. You know, be careful for what you wish. We, we want it to work. And the faith is that what she did at Manchester City was such a spectacular success. We're hoping that you've got the same type of people this time. She's been in and around. I mean, the, the one thing I would say, and I completely agree with Chris, that we, we know so little about the backing mm. that we have to be careful. The one thing is she has been around Premier League football before, mm -hmm. so this isn't a kind of you know even Wolves. We talk about Wolves and they're, they're you know that has that has taken off this year, but they took a, a year to kind of get get themselves going. Sure. I think what you would find in Newcastle and what I what I'm sort of a bit more positive about is that you've also got Rafa Benitez, who's almost brokered this deal. Let's be perfectly honest; he's been front and centre behind it. He's offering a lot of football experience and football knowledge there. So I think that you know she could she could come in and it really is about it's about who how much money basically she's got. Let's be honest. The intentions are important. They're very important. But she she needs they need funding. They need financing. And the good thing is the contacts, the Rolodex that she's got is is oh is yeah, high exactly. sure. It was Sheikh Al Maktoum that she was um, mm. involved with the Liverpool who they were prepared to pay five hundred million. This was a, a few years ago now at, at Liverpool. So the people that she's dealing with are are you know they have a lot of money and. 
I can't yeah, they're see big any. hitters, aren't they? I can't. I, I would be really surprised. I'm not saying it's beyond the possibility, but I would be really surprised if, if you're going to spend three hundred million pounds on a football club. You know, you're doing it for ulterior sure. motives. You know, and Mike Ashley did obviously, as we know, he, he came in and like Superback said, it was all about it. But I, I think the game's moved on a bit. You know, I know they'll be mm -hmm. looking for a return. But by the same token, they're going to know there's going to be expenditure required before they start to get a return. Yes. And just to sum it up, then, guys, we'll scroll around the table here. Three hundred million pounds for Cast United is that a is that a good price to pay? Is Mike or has Mike Ashley got a bit more than he probably deserves? It's a, it's a fair price to pay. Mike Ashley will always get more than he deserves because <laughs> he doesn't deserve what he's getting. Uh, let's just be positive, and while we're hoping that Amanda's going to work. We'll be mightily positive to see Mr. Ashley go out the door and say, ta-ta, over the time bridge, never to return. <laughs> that will be a nice Christmas for me. Definitely, Supermark, a good price to get the club for, 300 million? Um, I think so, because uh, we here know the full potential that there is at Newcastle United, and if it is run properly, then that potential will just keep growing. And, and, and so with the value of the club beyond 300 million. Has to be done properly though. Chris, because obviously it was rumours that he wanted 400 million, 450. Again, same question, good price, but why do you think he's come down? I think it is a good price. As I said the other day on the pod, I think that the issue was when people were saying 250, you should just take it. It was never actually going to be a profit from a 250 because of the money he still has in loans in the club. So if he was going to get a profit and as a businessman, that's what he wants, we can all argue that he's taking too much out of Newcastle United anyway. So for that reason, I think 300 million is a fair price. I think the activity on the pitch at the moment has certainly impacted on his decision. I think that he went in high on the basis that he was trying to get ho hopefully about 350 million, realised that probably wasn't realistic in the end. And this is his best opportunity to get rid of the club, which he now knows he can't finance. So I think that's why he's come down. And Mark, good price? Uh, I think it was probably the realist, uh, probably a realistic price. Um, it's the biggest takeover in English football since Manchester United, so pretty big deal. Um, but we, mm. but we know that other clubs in the top four would be. You know, I mean, Liverpool were asking for a billion, weren't they, mm. when she kind of tested the water there? So, but Newcastle are a million miles away from Liverpool. Um, sure. But I think, it, I, you know, yeah, good. I think probably a fair price all round, really. And if she's prepared to pay it. It suggests to me that she she's looked through the books. That's the most important thing. She's <laughs> yeah. looked through the books and it suggests to me that it's right. She's obviously savvy, isn't she? Because she's worked this deal quite well. Um, I know we were spoken on the podcast yesterday about saying, you know, what's going on. But, uh, you know, she is. Uh, she's obviously savvy. He's savvy. Three hundred million, fine. Let's see what she does now. Excited. You can look forward to it now. If, if three hundred million pounds is the right price, I think that's probably pitched Newcastle about where it is at the moment, which is potential to be a top half of the Premier League team but at the moment a yo-yo club between Championship and, and Premier League and just the one last thing about people there's been bits about oh better the devil you know well I just think 10 years of Mike Ashley 10 and a half years of Mike Ashley it's gone on too long it needs a fresh start it needs a fresh injection of something and as I've, I've, I've poured caution on it but I also just think it is time for Mike Ashley to go and someone else to try something I think that's a whole, a whole other podcast which probably <laughs> last for three and a half hours so we'll do that close at the time that it, the deal is signed on the dotted line in the meantime, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for the latest news and we'll keep you right up to date with the takeover. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast, whether that be through iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify or whichever platform you may be listening through.
And if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can do so via our social media channels. We're over on Twitter at Chronicle NUFC and on Facebook at the same handle, Chronicle NUFC. We want your questions, your topics, your feedbacks. So why don't you drop us a line and get in touch? This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.